What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Stakes is High podcast, a real podcast with real people having real conversation. And I am your host, Jones. Uh, I want to give a special shout out to Richard Eswanu. Hey, my brother, thank you for doing the podcast, man. I really enjoyed you, um, you know, taking out your time and doing the show. Uh, I had a good show with you, man. Um, I want to give you, um, you know, uh, good luck to Sasha your book, you know, I know you're working on it right now. It's in the editing process and um, I'm paying attention on Facebook. So hopefully, you know, you'll have that out soon. For all the listeners, please check out his Facebook page. It's Richard Eswanu. Um, yeah, the brother's doing big things over there. Uh, please to the individuals who's just now tuning in. Please check me out on SoundCloud. You can go to whatever listening device you have. You can download the application and you can find me there. Make sure you put in Stakes is High podcast. Also to the Apple users, you can find me on iTunes. Put in Stakes is High podcast because there is another Stakes is High. I don't know what those guys are doing, but you have to put in Stakes is High podcast uh, for uh, me here at the Stakes is High you can find all my episodes there, this episode and all the previous episodes. Subscribe to the podcast, like the episodes, and, um, you know, please enjoy. All right. This week, I have the, some ladies here. I always get slack about not having women on the podcast. I always had the fellas. But um, I have some women here. You know, I had to put on my my um, big boy draws. I, I came equipped, ready, because I know they're probably going to try to take me out now nah, i'm just playing <laughs> but um uh my first guest i want to introduce um we probably when i first started my podcast i know she mentioned that she wanted to be on the show um i i've always thought she would be a good guest but i was just waiting for the perfect time and uh she thanks shout out to tc um we had an event and after the event he was like hey let's go over this person's house i said she got some food he was like yep i was like let's go <laughs> So, uh, I, she's, uh, she's one of my sororers. Um, we attend the same church. Shout out to light of the world. Uh, I want to introduce Amber. What's going on? Hey, thanks for having me. You ready? I'm ready. You sure? I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. I think people always find their way to me through food. So. I'm glad we connected that way last week. Food and adult beverages. Food and adult beverages. That's how people find well, their way. Well, what's up? What's today? I was expecting some adult beverages. Don't do that. I offered you a beverage when you came here. Water. In. I said, can I get you some water or something? Oh, I didn't hear that part. See? Anyway. All right. Okay. And we have another lady here. Yeah. So my good friend Amara is here with us today as well. She's one of those people that... You know, in life, you tend to kind of run into somebody and you just kind of connect. And so that was very much the way that we connected. We actually met um, through a, a young professional group here in the city and um, have just been kind of hanging out ever since. And so Amara is here uh, to kind of back me up and make sure the ladies are well represented today. Yes, indeed. Here to represent the ladies. What up, Amara? How you doing? Good. How are you today? Um, I met you at that uh, at Amber's event or house party. What was this? What was it? Just well, it started brunch. out as a brunch, brunch that somebody else was hosting, oh. and somehow Amber got thrown into the ring, and I think it worked out better that way. I don't know about better, but it worked out. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, welcome to the show. Uh, I think I the motivation about having you guys on, um, 
we were having a conversation outside on the deck and I think it, I don't think it got heated, but it got, it was interesting. <laughs> Champagne fueled. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. And one of the things that we, uh, and, and I, I'm glad you guys on once again, thank you guys. A lot of times, you know, I have the fellas on and we have men type conversations. So, I mean, that's easy to do because, you know, I'm a man, but you know, in, in the respect of, the you know i i want to keep it in the respective conversation i want to be able to add women's input because you know i think like for example the conversation that we were having on the outside we were talking about double standards between men and women and i think from i guess from a man's perspective I, I don't see it like you guys sometimes, you know, and I guess I don't see it in a way, not any, not saying that I don't understand, but I don't think about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I wanted to jump into that. I wanted to talk about some of the, you know, some of the topics that you may think that's double standard for men and women. And I think the one we talked about, we were talking about dress and, you know, a woman appearing to be sexy and men having an issue or not men have an issue, men judging or having a double standard of saying, of course, we go into the, the, the conversation of sexual partners. But I want to before we go there, I want to talk about like some of the other double standards that you guys may feel that men and women have. I think that's sexual partners. That's what always comes to the forefront of the conversation. Okay. Um, so trying to think of other. Well, I think even like you said, you know, when you talk about dress, I, I mean, you know, you hear a lot of the time we'll be in conversation and you talk to the guys, talking to the fellas and it's like, Oh, look at her. She's fine. Oh, look at her. She's bad. And then, but my girl couldn't wear that or oh, she can come out of the house like that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. so it's cool for a woman to dress like this and be appealing to you visually, you know, for whatever pleasure you get out of that. But if she's your girl or if she's somebody that's attached to you, then it's not okay anymore. Now you want her to be more modest. You want her to dress more conservatively or look a certain way. Cause I don't want everybody else to see what I got. And so it's kind of like, well, is it okay for a woman to dress like this or is it not like, Oh, it's okay for everyone. But your woman, like that to me is very much a double standard. Like who determines what's okay and what's not. And why is that, not the decision of the woman why does the man feel like he even has a position or isn't in a role to say what his woman quote unquote can or cannot wear right yeah and there's no you don't hear women say i'd never let my man walk out of the house in x y or z outfit maybe a meme about oh he's not walking out of the house in gray sweatpants but you know that's something that's relatively (laughs) new sweatpants thing get big (laughs) it was our secret and then the internet just let it out that's crazy well okay Going to because I know, Omar, you did bring up the the slut shaming, and you know I guess that's kind of like a I guess it's been a thing, but Amber Rose kind of made it big. But do you guys think there is a certain way a woman should or shouldn't dress if she's out in public? No, um, I trust that everyone as an adult has you know fair and decent judgment. You know, don't violate your locality's indecency indecency um, ordinances. But other than that conduct yourself as you see fit that's not on me right I think it's you know it's how you're comfortable that personally are there things that I'm not going to wear absolutely there's some things that I see other people in I'm like oh okay girl well you know if that's how you feel about it then great go for that if you like it I love it I'm not going to come out in that but that's me personally it's not for me to decide if it is or is not okay I mean if I can't see you know things that 
are just private matters, then anything else is really up to you. So I don't want to see your vagina. I don't want to see your nipples outside of that. Like wear what you wear. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm there's a there's a lot of things in general I wouldn't do, but it's not really up to me to tell you that you shouldn't do them. You know, I don't want to be have my whole body out, but that's personal preference. But the funny thing about it is, okay, I I guess I, I need to play devil's advocate here because the funny thing about it is you guys say I wouldn't do it, but you think it's okay for someone else to do it. So therefore, you don't do it for a reason. Right. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you wear uh, a shirt showing your nipples? Like, you know, to where your nipples may be showing. I just don't want to have my nipples out. Um, I don't like I don't I don't have nipple piercings, for example. I don't. It's OK for people to have nipple piercings. I just don't want them. It's not a judgment against it. It's just a preference to not. But why not? Why wouldn't you dress in your sexy if if it's something that you you can fit? Oh, and I didn't say super, not super, sexy. Well, I just, okay, let's just say something more revealing that you say you if you see someone else in this, you wouldn't wear it. I, I, they can do it. I wouldn't do it, but they can do it. Why would you? Why wouldn't you do it? I think it's just personal preference. I mean, it's the same. You know, it could be like the same with a man. Like if you're somebody that only rocks J's and you see somebody else in some Vans, you know, I might just I just don't like Vans. You know, those that, are great. Those are fresh vans, but that might not be for me. Like, that's just not my style. So, See, I think style is different than uh, – your style is different than – like, for example, you say J's and vans. That's totally different. If I see a man coming out in some skinny jeans and his ass is ha- hanging out, I have a problem with that. So that's where I'm coming from. Not like your preference or your style, just like something you're saying like – if it's more revealing, you guys say you wouldn't do it. Why? Because it's revealing and you guys don't want to come out like that? I think it's there's a time and a place for everything. Like some of Rihanna's so dresses, for example, have been really revealing, but also really stunning. I've also never been in a setting to wear a lot of the outfits that Rihanna wears. Her lifestyle is totally different. So I wouldn't wear it. She's wearing it. It looks great. But we're in two different times or two different people. So it's nothing against her doing it. She, I think she looks good half the time, but it's just for me and my lifestyle. I mean, I it just doesn't work for what I have going See, on I right think now. You guys, are, you guys, I think what's happening. I think a lot of times women do this, and maybe I'm wrong, but I feel as if you guys don't think it's okay for Rihanna to come out with a sheer shirt with her nipple showing. Oh, I like do. with no bra on. I, if she wants, to. if she wants, I but have no problem this, with it. It's not. It, I, I think it's okay. I think what happens is you guys, you guys want to stay. Keep it to where we're not going against the independence of that woman and say, you know, I'm happy. It's cool. But y'all know that's not right. But what makes it not not right? right. Say again? What makes it not right? You're walking out with a see-through shirt in public? Yeah. That's not cool. How come? What do you mean, how come? Well, first of all, I think it's, okay, why is it, why is it okay? Okay, let's put it like this. On a TV, when you look at, when you watch TV, you have to have the different type of ratings, right? Correct. Okay. You have, you know, G, PG, PG thirteen, you know, rated R. Why is that? Why is there's why why are there ratings on TV shows? Because somebody decided there should be ratings on TV shows. But why though? Because we have a puritanical puritanical society that's really hung up about sex. The first thing I learned about breasts was that they were for feeding babies. 
Like, that's what my mom, that's what my dad taught me. That's what breasts are for. They weren't a sexual object for me. I didn't learn that till later. So seeing a woman, like, breastfeed her child wasn't shocking to me because I knew that breasts were for food. So seeing a woman's breasts, it's shocking because it's not something that we're accustomed to culturally. But men are sexually pleasured by breasts. I think that's also socialized. Why? Um, I mean, a man gets aroused by breasts or ass or whatever a man's sexual pleasure is so a man's going to be sexually aroused by whatever it is so i should cover up to keep a man from being sexually aroused no i think you should cover up because now you're bringing a type of attention that you don't think you should get because a man shouldn't feel that way when a man does i'm I'm not saying that a man shouldn't feel that way. I mean, my assumption is if you come out with your nipples out, it's because you want somebody to look at them, male or female. Like, they might be great nipples. You might have beautiful breasts. That's cool. If you want to show them off, then I'm fine with that. I don't want to show mine off. But that's not because I feel like somebody else is wrong for doing that. That's not my style. I I just think that I I don't know if it's, like I said, if, if you don't want to call it, if you say it's not wrong to you, I just think that you still have a responsibility in walking around with your nipples out regardless if it's if let's just take away the sexuality let's say take away the sexual arousement that a man may have from it let's just say a 13 year old now the influence of saying hey this is cool we should i mean it's all good you can walk around with your nipples out is that okay but there we're are cultures third, where that is okay and we're, I mean, but we're talking been, about our cultures we're not right, talking, i mean there's cultures I'm, to where women can't speak to me right now you know what That's i mean true. so we can't go into the cultural we're talking about here right now you know what i mean in america well we're talking 13 year olds who can't even make a decision to see a, a rated r movie on their own you know when we talk minors but you said there shouldn't be ratings because that was socially no we, well the specific question that you were asking about why we have these ratings about nc-17 or rated r right. um, i you know i made that comment about our society being hypersex a night right. an nc-17 rating is usually only given for things that are considered super sexually explicit and it's rarely given out but yeah rated r usually means there's probably going to be language yeah language violence violence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um but minors you know they're still working on developing decision making skills you know we're in a situation now where a lot of teenagers are getting caught up on child pornography charges for sexting yeah you know so that's like a really that's a special population there their brains aren't fully formed they can't make those decisions for themselves they should be taught to think critically but um i think it's in our best interest to limit what minors can do just for their own health and safety when your biggest star who is probably targeting a lot well i guess rihanna's a bad example but i mean i think teenagers probably appeal to her music just as much as probably an adult you know i'm guessing you know you go to her concert, I'm probably sure it's a mixture of teenagers versus adults. But if if we're saying, you know, hey, man, if Rihanna comes out in her shirt, you know, with her shirt halfway off, nipples showing, a teenager should, that, that I think that influences a teenager. You know what I mean? You guys don't think so? I think a lot of things, I think everything influences a teenager. I think everything influences all of us. But then that again goes back to, you know, having those conversations and having those discussions with the kids. And either if it's your kids or it's someone else's kids, if you're mentoring a child or a teen or a youth or whoever, then that's when you have those conversations and those those discussions about, you know, like Amara said, that decision making and 
you know, the choices that you make it and what potential implications that they could have. Because like you said, we're talking about our society. So if you choose to go out and have a sheer shirt and have your nipples on display, understand the potential implications that are going to go along with that. You know, not to say that I'm judging you or anyone else should be judging you for that. But the reality is that people do. And that, you know, may or may not be a part of the double standard that we started off talking about. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think it's uh, I think it's OK to judge that. You know, I think some people get into a to I think a lot of people get into a conversation or thought process like I'm not going to judge. And I think some things need to be judged. I think that's wrong. You know, I mean, to me, but I, I guess going back to the double standard, like you said, I I don't know. I don't think that's ever going to change as far as dress with men and women. But let's let's flip it to the other side. Let's talk about sexual partners. I think it's all goes about policing of women, their bodies and their their sexual preferences for the comfort of men. You know, this isn't about women feeling uncomfortable. It's about a man feeling uncomfortable. You see a woman down the street. Why is she dressed like that? You know, you mentioned, um, you know, a man gets aroused by seeing a a woman in so-called provocative attire. That's about you. That's not about that woman. When a woman has multiple sexual partners, you know, we have to ask, why do you guys feel threatened by a woman who says, you know, maybe I've, I've slept with maybe five, 10, 15 guys. You know, why is that a statement of her character when, you know, a guy who says, yeah, I slept with 20 women last year. You're going to ask about his experiences, how it was, how he managed the feet. You're not going to look at him like, hmm, maybe he's he's not much of a man. You know, his mother didn't raise him right. What did his dad teach him? All right. I think, but going back to just something you said, I think you said going back to, you know, a woman dressing that way and it's, we're sexually, we're sexually aroused. Why do women get dressed up like super sexy or why do you spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars of, to become sexy? Honestly, I think a lot of women dress for each other. I mean, we dress to show off for each other. You know, it's like, peacocks fluffing up their feathers and showing off and seeing who the prettiest one is you know some some definitely dress to appease interest draw attract men for sure i mean that's that's a definite and real factual truth I think that's probably do you think that's the i don't i think that men would like to think that it's the majority i think that men would like to believe that a lot of things we do are because of them but i mean honestly like if i go and buy a pair of $600 shoes. I'm not buying this pair of $600 shoes because I think some man is going to watch me walk away in them. I'm buying them because I know some other woman is going to be like, those shoes are hot. I know what she spent for them. I know what brand they are. I know where she got them. Like that's a dope chick and she has dope shoes. You agree with that? That's why you go shopping with your girls. You know, you try on clothes, you stand in the mirror, girl, you look good. Oh, where'd you but get I that think, purse from? Where'd I, you get those shoes? Your hair looks so nice. Who did your hair? Who did your nails? Men, do, men can muster, damn, ma. Oh, you look good, ma. You're not putting all that effort in for some, you know, lame attempt at a pickup line from some guy as you're walking down the street. That's not what that's for. Ah, man. I don't know. That's why I think all the dresses and everything that you, that's going to show off your curves are basically the focus of what men look at. I mean, do you, like, the gene fits right where. And that's what, in the butt. That's why squatting has became so popular because it's going to make your butt look like this. You know what I mean? Like, 
I like having, you know, a shapeliness for myself. I like knowing that my clothes fit well because I like looking, you know, standing in the mirror and saying, hey, your jeans look good today. Mm -hmm. Those days when you keep catching yourself walking, like walking past glass and looking at yourself like, oh, you're okay. I'm real cute today. That's that's for me. So, I mean, so if a man says it, it's not confirming like, yeah, what I was looking at in his mirror is really confirming what, you know. I think as a woman, you're often constantly bombarded by words from men about your appearance that it can lose meaning you know i'm walking down the street at work i look tired oh girl you look good hey ma what's up hey miss lady like it doesn't mean anything to me you know hearing all these these words from from different guys that i don't know it's just it's white noise okay but what if it's from the guy that you are interested in and he gives you that confirmation that day because he's not saying, hey, ma, hey, ma, I'm not talking about that random guy. I'm talking about, like, in a setting to where you want those guys to, you know, find you sexy. Or not the, hey, ma, walking down the street during expo and you know how that, <laughs> you know how that goes. Not those guys. I'm talking about the gentleman that you may be interested in. You don't think that you dress, you know, sexy or appealing for that event to where you might get that. That's if you're not if you don't have a man, if you don't have a boyfriend. You know what I mean? Right. I think some women definitely look for that validation, but even then like what I have seen is it's not when you get those compliments, it's not because of what you have on. It's really about the confidence that you get from whatever you've put on. So, if I put on something and I'm like, "Okay, I look really great today." Like it's that confidence that really gets the compliments. It's not Oh, Amber, I really like that. I really like that floral pattern. I really like that floral pattern, you know, pencil skirt that you put on today. Like, I might put the pencil skirt on and be like, okay, this is hot. Like, I look great. And I might walk with a little extra something. It's like, okay, you look cute today. Like, thanks, boo. But that's because of the confidence. Like, the man might notice that, but he would have noticed whatever I had on. Mm, And maybe that's me being overconfident. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Because I think think a man is... For example, if you came in with the same confidence on and you had a, a big sweater with a scarf on and a, you know, something that didn't show a curve whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, a guy is going to probably, you know, a guy, if she sees you, you know, you look nice, you know, just like, man, she looks good and don't know what your body looks like. They're going to be like, you know, hey, man, you know, hey, how you doing? You know, whatever, whatever. But you come in with that tight dress and those heels on, you're going to probably get double the double the conversation from men then you know regardless if it's confidence or not right but that's those random dudes you were talking about you know you asked about the person that i may be interested in right not the random dudes well i mean like an event full of guys that you may be interested in as far as the type of guy that you would look for not that one person you know what i'm saying like if you go to like a professional event or you go to a hood club. At a professional event, I hope they're not telling me how good I look in my dress. You know, no, we're I mean, here to a network. Can, a man can compliment you and say, you know, hey, look, you look good today. And not, you know what I mean? It's just that a compliment. Not, hey, ma, what's up, ma? I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about in a room full of guys that you would be interested in, the professional guys, guys going to be like, whoa. They, go, it may, they may not say one thing. But you're going to turn the heads if you come in showing the curves versus what a some baggy pants on you know what i mean so it i don't think confidence has that's coming from a man Mm -hmm. i think confidence is important for sure but you know the dress i think a guy gonna be looking like whoa you know so i I think i don't know i think it's hard because a lot of times as women like that's not when we get the compliments like you don't get the compliments when you have on the banging dress or you look 
you know, amazing. It's when you have on, you know, sweatpants, hair tied, chilling with no makeup, makeup on. on. Yeah. I mean, it really is like Seriously. that's in the real life. Like, okay. and it's so shocking sometimes because like the days when you walk out and you're like, okay, like today I'm like, I'm going to get them today. Like I look great today. And then you walk home with your feelings hurt. Like people might be talking, the men might be talking amongst themselves, but they don't bring that to the woman. Well, I, yeah. And I think that's what happens. I mean, I think if a woman comes in, like, for example, you see someone dressed, you know, let's just say, like you said, normal, you know, normal clothes. And they just be like, hey, she's approachable. You know, she looks good. Hey, how you doing? But if a woman comes in stunning, you know, men have we lose that confidence of like, whoa, I'm great. Oh, she she looks everybody trying to look at her. Everybody trying to talk to her until mm-hmm. you get that one guy like the most of those. Hey, my guys, they don't care who it is. They go say, hey, my to whoever. <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. And they're going to shoot their shots. Yeah, yeah. But, it, okay, going back to the sex part. So you're saying that you think they're – do you think it's because, like – I think it goes down to, you know, the insecurity behind a guy. Because if a man knows his girl or the girl that he's dealing with, especially – I, I think more so in an immature age, I think if we know a girl has a lot of bodies – it's going to embodies me in sexual partners. I think a man is going to say he's going to feel one insecure within himself because man, this brother doesn't had my girl or, you know what I mean? And it just goes into that insecurity of she has a lot of bodies to where a man is. Maybe it's a little shallow. Maybe we are shallow in that sense to where a woman is just going to accept you for like, I don't care. You know, I love you for you, you know who you are. I think it's because we're told from a young age, boys will be boys. Men are going to do what they do. Whereas a woman, you're supposed to be a lady. You have to carry yourself uh, a certain way. So a man who has a lot of partners, it's not considered, I mean, it's it's not a a poor character trait. It's just something that men do. But a woman who has chosen to have multiple sexual partners and it doesn't even matter what the number is. It doesn't take much for you to be considered, you know, a hoe for people to talk about you behind your back. Um, and I think you're right. It is about, you know, a man measuring himself against her her past. You know, can I do for her what these other guys have done? And they let that sort of creep up into their uh, evaluations of themselves, of the woman. And that's how we end up in this societal place where women who are you know, more sexually experienced, you know, we, we sort of cast a side eye to them. Do you not look at a guy and say, you know, if he, if you heard he was, if he was out there, you know, he was, he had all the women, you don't look at him any kind of way as far as you don't judge him any with, you know, like, whoa, this guy's a, a whore, a hoe. You don't look at him like that. I think it's, I mean, Sometimes you do. I think it's down to how we're socialized. I mean, even, you know, when you think back to as kids, I mean, really, like, especially those of us growing up in the church, you know, for many women, we were taught, you know, our greatest, our greatest treasure was between our thighs, basically, like you have to protect this at all costs. Like, this is your treasure. You can't let anybody have this. This is a precious gift. You can't share this with anybody. You know, a woman was judged by 
her life, her sex, her sexuality in relation to men. Mm-hmm. Men are judged on something totally different. So a man might be told, like, your greatest asset is your word. Like, people are going to judge you on the type of man you are, on your character. A woman was never judged that way. And so when you start there, when you start, you know, as kids in Sunday school and Bible study and youth groups and you grow up and that's what you're constantly taught, then, you know, the standards are just different. So the men might be out in the streets and he might be hoeing and, you know, out here and taking chicks down left and right. But nobody thinks anything of it because as long as he's, you know, a man of good character and he's a mm-hmm. good guy and he does well in school and, you know, he keeps his word, then nobody judges him negatively. But, you know, a woman can, you know, have one sexual partner and somebody finds out about it and now she's a hoe. Mm. I don't know that, that that's the case. Yeah, it nah, not one sexual partner. You're not a hoe with one sexual partner. If you're if you're in high school, nah, I'm a guy. Or, I'm a guy. Oh, you mean? Uh, I mean, I think if you, I mean, it, that not now, that's, not nowadays. It starts <laughs> early though. Now. You know, if you're a young girl, you had a sexual experience with a guy, and in today's time, mm-hmm. yeah, nah, even in today's not, time, nah, nah. even into the any, you're not a hoe with one sexual partner. Listen, it doesn't I take, taught girls Bible study. You can be a hoe with one sexual partner. You can be a hoe with no, no sexual, sexual partners. partners. So nah. it, it doesn't I mean that's not that, the I mean I guess you could just say like if that's based off like what are you basing off men or you're talking about kids because a man's not going to look at you as a, a, a it's a whore, it's the social a there. Yeah, it's the socialization that start like, it starts nah, young. Kids. If kids kids can kids can label you a hoe by just a rumor. Right. I'm not talking about kids. I'm talking about real life adults. Right. Judging. But it starts there and we carry that into our adulthood. And so even if we like, oh, well, we're adults and everybody's been to college or maybe they've been college age and people have lived life. And even with that, like you still see it, you still see and hear the conversations and the murmuring and the discussion. Like, I don't I don't know. Is it once you mature past the, the, the school age, I don't think like you're going to be labeled a hoe or a whore based off having a sexual partner. That's not going to happen. Like you said, it starts there. I think the, the foundation of it starts there of women having sexual partners. Yes. You become whole, you know, Oh, I heard she sucked it. You know, I heard whatever it is. And then you get labeled that. But after you mature, I don't think that one person, that one person turns you into a hoe. Well, no, I as think adults, you mature not into, as, as one an, person. And that's what I'm talking right. about. But yeah. what I'm saying is that when people for women, when people have heard about your sexual encounters or think that they know your sexual experience yeah. or your sexual life, then people, a lot of times men, will label women based on what they think they know about her life. And we just don't see that with men. And so it's not that, as a woman, it's not necessarily that you don't judge men for their sexual encounters or their number of partners. It's almost like you don't even feel like you have a right to. Like you're not allowed to say, uh, I don't want you. You've been with X, Y, Z number, whatever your number is. Mm, or not, that it may be I, pointless I because, you know, you encounter. men be called whores all the time. It doesn't carry the same social stigma. Not at all. Maybe not. Maybe not. But it has it, it has an effect on a man. I think women have chosen not to be with a guy like, oh, I heard he out there. But sometimes that turns into a woman wanting more or in, interested, you know, more because she does, he, she has heard that. But a guy, yeah, you looked at because I think what happens is, like I said, once a, once again, we base it off because this this is the thing, a man, and I think I talked about this on a podcast, another po- another episode. A man could be sitting here talking to, for example, let's just say, I, I'm talking to the biggest hoe in town, right? Because I want to get pleasured, you know. But 
I'm sitting here talking to her and I'm, I'm conversing with her. I'm enjoying the conversation. Like, damn, we get along. We have the same likes. We have the same interests. But as a man, my, you know, me not wanting to be judged by other men, I choose not to be with her because I don't want to look, walk around, look stupid. Like, man, you see who he with? You see who, you know, like that's what happens. And I may miss out on, my perfect person somebody you know? who's great for you yeah exactly and i think and i think that goes along so my my question is do you think that because of that because of our lack of because of that flaw we have do you guys look at that as women and say i may want to be a whore or, or let's take it away from that i may want to have a lot of sexual partners but because of the judgment and what men think does that stop you from saying, does that stop you from like having all the sexual partners? You know what I mean? Or not saying you guys in particular, but just like, do you think that yeah. stops women from doing that? Oh, definitely. It reminds me of college and how, you know, small campus rumors fly quickly. And I think there would have been a lot, a, a number, many more young women who would have been open to more sexual experiences with the guys on campus if it weren't for the fact that rumors would fly so fast. You know, sometimes we joke about men talking themselves out of some vagina, and that happens. You know, if you all could just not talk to your friends about who you're sleeping with, you would do a lot better. And in fact, you might have that homeboy who never mentioned, you know, exactly who his body count was who he'd been sleeping with and it benefited him because he could be discreet about you know how he was carrying on but if if not you know if you were that unlucky girl on on the campus who got a reputation that was it and it only takes one person to be the poster child and everyone else says you know what maybe I need to reconsider I would get it popping with that guy but I don't want to be labeled or I would have you know had sex with these guys but i i don't want that to come back to haunt me socially so i'll just you know stay over here be a so-called good girl um because of you know social factors so women so women want to be hoes but they don't they decide not to i think <laughs> most joking. adults <laughs> like you know what adult doesn't want a, a a pleasant and memorable sexual experience with multiple guys if that's what you're if that is in? pleasant and pleasurable then However it is for you. I mean, I know I know that. I mean, if you want to, but I'm just saying, is, like, is that like the thought process of girlfriends that you know, like, they want to do that or? I think women definitely are, are cognizant of their, you know, quote unquote body count. They're yeah. definitely like, oh, you know, I just can't like, I already been with XYZ, like, or I know his homeboy or I know somebody that knows him or, you know, it's always a, a constant you know, consideration and thought yeah. process and decision yeah, making don't. thing. And guys are just like, she fine. <laughs> man, he said he yeah. don't like her anymore. So man, forget it. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, I don't know. I, I guess I don't know how we will ever, I think, you know, I think sexuality, I think it's come a long way as far as the acceptance of sexuality with women. I think, um, I don't know if the body count will ever, ever change, but I think I've seen it changing a lot within like, I mean, if you look at a lot of the people, like, let's just talk about, and I talked about this on that same episode, I think what people are starting to try to see past a lot of that as of lately, even just what, like, let's just talk about on a celebrity level, you know, um, you know, uh, like, like we said, Amber Rose, I don't know. I mean, I guess she would be labeled as a whore in the eyes of, 
you know, us or whoever that sees her because she was with this person or that person. It was very public. Kim Kardashian. And I don't know if I wonder if like, do you guys think like society is starting to see it a little different? Because, I mean, it's okay. Rihanna was, you know, if shown that she's been publicly with multiple guys, you know what I mean? And we still love her. You know, is that do you think it's starting to change a little bit as far as the body count wise men judging that? No, because even like Kim Kardashian, I mean, the reality is I'm not a Kim Kardashian fan in any stretch of the imagination. But the reality is like people judge her and they're like, oh, Kim Kardashian's a hoe. And I'm like, well, really, like. She's been with maybe four guys that y'all know about. I never but, called her a hoe. I but never they, have. But they've all been like long-term relationships. Exactly. Like that That's was her exactly. man. Like, okay, exactly she got caught up said. with a sex tape, but some of y'all are on but video too. Right. Like, and y'all are judging her. And I'm like, but that was boyfriend, boyfriend, husband, husband. Like, I've seen that's people, not fair. I've seen people make remarks about Sierra and her dating past. She was in long-term relationships. She was engaged to future. The relationship didn't work out. She's engaged to Russell Wilson. She's a mom. She's an artist, a woman. You know, why can't she manage her life the way she sees fit without I think social it, commentary? I think what it is, I think it's the turnaround. I think, like, if you look at, like, let's just say, uh, let's just go somewhere else, like Jennifer Lopez. Her turnaround is so quick. It's like, okay, you were with Puffy, or let's just put it like this, Kim Kardashian or... Or let's just say Sierra, okay? Sierra, you just seen her last week on Media Takeout with Future. And then like two weeks later, you see her with Russell Wilson. It's like, whoa, that turnaround is kind of like... But nobody, so I think that's why I think that's why people have the judgment of like... We don't know the That's what's crazy because like you see Drake with a different chick every week. Nobody says anything about Drake. Not nobody calls Drake a hoe. Like nobody's calling Kanye a hoe. Nobody calls John Mayer. I don't know if y'all listen to John Mayer, but nobody calls John Mayer a hoe. <laughs> He's in magazine articles talking about his sex life with a woman who trusted him yeah. to not be in magazine articles talking about their sex life. Nobody's calling him a hoe. Like these people have the same turnaround. Like you've been with just as many people, if not more, and nobody's judging that. And right. it's, I mean, they're men, and it's like, oh, but that's what men do. Nobody judges future in the situation for having multiple sexual partners, you know, haven't, but there's always some some sort of commentary about, oh, well, Russell Wilson, he's just got future seconds, and Sierra, she's just hopping around from famous guy to famous guy. Sierra is famous. Famous people tend to date other famous people. And I think, too, I think where the whole comes from with those is if we want to stay on entertainers, like... I think like when you see like even just like let's just say like an Instagram girl or whoever and you see her with Rick Ross and you see her with whoever else and that turnaround goes because now these are high powerful men and you know what I mean? I think like that celebrity, they see that celebrity and they automatically take it into groupie status and they take it into those guys. And once again, you're absolutely right. Drake isn't serious. So he's they feel like, well. Drake passed her to this dude and future passed her to this guy. So automatically she takes the bullets for being the whole, you know, right. so. and, it's another, right. and even if you bring it like to more to our level, like when you think about just the dating patterns, you know, for men, it's totally cool for a man to date around, right? Like you can be talking to this girl and dating this girl and go on vacation with this girl and nobody thinks anything about it. Right, 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 right. If a woman does that, people looking at you sideways it's like oh well i thought you was hollering at your dude and i'm like we went out to dinner twice like does that mean that i'm not allowed to go roller skating with this guy or we can't we can't go to a movie over here but it's like 
oh, women have to be like, okay, well, this is my guy kind of until he decides if he wants me or not. Meanwhile, men can, you know, sell the royal oats and, you know, take Sally, Susie and Sandy out Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday of every week and nobody says anything about it. Nice coming to America reference, by the way. Thanks, girl. (laughs) So let's let's get off this. And this is the last question about sex. So you guys think it's okay for a woman to have multiple, a lot of sexual partners? Fine by me. If she wants to. Amber, she always keeps it safe, saying, like, that's always the safe route. You know what? If that person wants to, they can. Because like, that, that's for real. It's I not for you, me I to police you. your vagina. Like, you can do whatever you want with that. I'm going to do what I want with mine. Well, we know that. But what I'm saying is, I mean, because we can say that about everything, you know. Man, if that man wants to rape women, he can rape women. That's well, now, right. No, we're going to walk that one right back. But no, what I'm saying is, like, if your homegirl, someone you're very close to, and she has... And she's and she keeps having a lot of sexual partners. You like, oh, that's what she want to do. Are you going to sit down like, dang, girl, you need to slow down? I would throw condoms at her and say, "Do it, right. do it." That's a whole grown adult person. That's Whatever it. you want to do. Right. My friends have been like, I've I've been known to just hand out condoms. Do what you do. Just be safe with it. You know, that's it. You ain't gonna be like, damn, she was just dude came out of here yesterday. No. Yeah. If that was my homeboy, would I do that? Maybe. Like. I mean, if you, it's okay if you do. That's why I was asking. I so mean, are you guys okay with a, and I'm going to flip it. So you guys are okay with a guy having a lot of sexual partners? I'm okay with people being comfortable with their sexuality, however that translates for them. For you don't some think people, it causes any confusion in life? What do you mean confusion in life? Uh, maybe confusion as far as being, um, if a person having a lot of sexual partners, girl or guy, you don't think it's, and I said we were going to get out of this, but anyway, let's stick to it. So you don't think it causes confusion as far as being um, as far as like being insensitive to relationships or people or just because I think a lot of confusion comes along with having a lot of sexual partners all at one time. You know, especially I think, you know, do you and it may you guys may like I said, I don't care either. If a person has a lot of they do your thing, man. But I think it can cause a lot of confusion as far as, especially with a man or even with a woman, you can start getting mixed up into a lot of mess because now you just may be looking at it as sex, but this person is catching emotions. But I think this that's person the problem. Is, yep, we're talking. Like- so, but I'm saying that, like, if you're open with a lot of sexual partners, yes, but then it comes with this. That's why if I had a homeboy who had, like, damn, dog, I just came out of here. Homegirl's here, too. I would be like, yo, bro, you know she's going to start catching feelings. I think I'm an you know ad- that person, and that's the type of conversation I wouldn't have. I wouldn't say he's wrong because he wants to be sexual pleasured, but along with that comes responsibility. Other than just like he could be safe, I could have threw him condoms. But my conversation with him would be, "Yo, man, you know that girl? Look, is she texting you now, bro? Look, that's why you can't." And that's the type but of that's, conversation. See, that's that person's responsibility. That's, yeah, we're, my friend. That's we're why talking I put it in friendship conversation i'm an advocate for healthy sexuality and that doesn't just mean the nuts and bolts of tab a into slot b it means being open and honest with yourself with your partners with your expectations so if you are in a casual sexual relationship with multiple people then you need to let it be known this is what i'm looking for i don't want to be I don't want to go out on dates with you. I'm not going to be seen holding your hand walking down the street. This is the relationship that we have. And if you're going to engage in those types of relationships, you need to be man or woman enough to say, you know, 
our relationship, you know, I enjoy the sexual aspect of it, but I think I'm interested in exploring something else. And if the other person says that's not what I'm looking for, then you need to be man or woman enough to part ways. Yeah, I mean, that sounds good. It sounds very good because a lot of times a man can be having a man can be as honest as he wants to be. But if that other half, man or woman, if they're not doing that, too, if they're not having multiple sexual partners and they're giving that to that man or giving it to that Mm -hmm. woman, along comes the responsibilities of emotions. Back to what I was saying. I can be with the biggest hoe in town and I'm having that sexual pleasure with her. And it goes to saying, like, dang, man, I'm starting to catch feelings for this chick. It happens. It's natural. Even if she comes over here, because at the end of the day, as, as an adult, they ain't going to be like, knock, knock, go to the bedroom, see ya. Majority of the time, that's not going to happen. You know what I mean? Because you're probably going to end up texting, hey, what's, how you doing? Hey, what's up? Hey, that's going to happen. I don't care if it's with multiple people. Majority of the time, that's what's going to happen. Not all the time. A lot of times, that's what's going to happen. And then comes along, that comes along, regardless if you're open and honest with that person, along comes emotions. Along comes other responsibilities. And now, as a friend, I'd be like, bro, you better slow down. Not because he's going to catch something, because he's the safest man in the world. He's got multiple condoms. But I would probably have that conversation like, yeah, I know, man, you're having a good time, but you better slow down, bro. I, st- that, I still that's think that's, I- you know, that's about, that's that whole responsible adulting. Right. Like, if you're going to do this, if you're going to have these partners if you're going to make these choices like that's all a part of that and you need to be clear you need to be aware and people people are not stupid they a lot of times people like to play like they're crazy but people know when somebody starts to feel something for them that they don't feel for that person if you choose to continue to well then you made you you, made a choice yeah Yeah, you're gonna have to deal with the consequences that's not an adult answer i think a lot of times we have to be like yo bro or yo hey girl Adults are going to do what they want to yeah. do. And I'm I'm a person. As your friend, you don't think you need. That's why I put it friendship. As mm-hmm. I'm the person, I'm like, that's, I'm going to talk to you about. And if you want to talk to me about the spiritual aspects and what I believe and on a whole faith level, we can talk about that. Gotcha. That's a whole other conversation and discussion. But if we want to just talk about you being sexually responsible, then let's have that discussion mm-hmm. and understand that as an adult, I'm going to respect your choices. I'm not inserting myself into the conversation. Gotcha. gotcha. All right. All right. Enough with the sex part. Let's go with another one. I, I'm, re- I'm reading it from the Huff- Huffington Post because I looked up some things that, and it gave me five things that um, there's a double standard between men and women. And I guess we, because we're, like I told you guys, they moves quick. So mm-hmm. we're we getting there already. But uh, of course, we, it, number one was um, having too many sexual partners. We've talked about that. It's 45 minutes in. So like we said, that was going to be a, one that's going to, a lot of people go off of. Um, number two, Having a messy home. Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> as a dude, a man don't want to come in a woman with no nasty house. You'd be like, what in the hell? I'm good. <laughs> this is a double standard that needs to die a swift death. <laughs> <laughs> I, every man listening right now, what you need to do, look around your apartment. You have drawers on the floor. Is there a dry toothpaste in your sink? When is the last time you washed your sheet? When is the last time you washed the dishes? Have you Swiffered? Do you own a Swiffer? Do you know what a Swiffer is? <laughs> but why? Okay, why do you guys think that is? It's, it's again, it's that it's what you've been socially conditioned to do. I mean, but don't, do you think men and women have different responsibilities? 
Oh, are we going to go into the gender role conversation? I mean, we could go the gender role route. I think some people very much accept those gender roles. And if you accept them and are comfortable with them, then that's fine. Amber, stand safe again. No, I'm because I'm going to tell you that I live by myself. So I keep my house clean and I also cut the grass and I also clean the gutters. And if you got a man, what, what, what would what would you say? Hey, man, I think you should. If this is my home. So I, I mean, he's staying here grit. with you. He's living. You guys got engaged. You got, you know. So if there's something that he wants to do or is interested in doing, then I mean, well, honestly, no because right now, your perfect man is going to be whatever you're down good on one at. Knee tomorrow. It's going to be whatever you're good at. See, so you might be like somebody Amber. that's good at laundry. Babe, I want you to do that laundry to the best of your ability. You better just be do that laundry, babe. Okay, this is what I'm saying. He comes. It's a robot man. You mm. can create him right now. All, All of right? the things. I want him to do all of the now things. Now you're being ridiculous. I mean, well, but really, like, if you're asking, like, I want to, like, yes, pamper me, cut the grass and wash the dishes and cook the meals and all of that. But I don't have an expectation. I expect to be, you know, hopefully sharing the labor. So if it's a week when you can't get X, Y, and Z, then well, I if, got if it's, X, Y, If it's about Z. sharing, but what if it's about sharing? I get it. That's cool. But what would his expectation, what would you say, hey, you take this, you take, this is the robot man you can create. Mm-hmm. This is the robot man. He, he's, you can make him however you want. What would you have him do? I don't have a thing. It's because there's not a thing that it's like, I think I'm being honest. There's not a thing that I feel like a man has to do You would probably have him cut the grass. I think it's, I like to cut the grass. I probably would have him wash the dishes because I don't like the way wet food feels under my fingernails. It's so gross. I think we're really conditioned. What would you have that man do? I think we're really conditioned to think that women expect certain things. I'm to be done asking, a certain what would way. You do with um, your perfect man. Your perfect man. You can't have him do everything because that's not a relationship. You want him to share. Would cook you, dinner every night, and he would know exactly what I wanted for dinner because I love food. <laughs> that would be the thing, and he would do the laundry the way that my grandmother can do the laundry because she does laundry the way that I, I just haven't I haven't gotten to that level yet. I don't mind doing yard work. I mean, I do because I have allergies, but I've cut the grass at my house before. I've raked the leaves. I've done what needs to be done. I live by myself now. I I take out the trash because it needs to be done. I think in fairness, I think, you know, I, like I said, you guys are keeping it safe. And maybe that's how you feel. I think it's a safe zone because in a cre- perfect created person, I think you would give him the manual labor conditions, regardless if it's heavy lifting, regardless of whatever it is. I think that's just, I, that's not but a man. I, I want you to do it if you're going to do it well. If you're not, or if that's not your, well, that's not something perfect, you're good but at. But I'm talking about the perfect, and, and most time, men are breeded to know how to do this. I was cutting grass because it's a manly thing. It's the manual labor. I was cutting grass at nine years old. Grandpa said, come out here. I'm going to show you how to cut grass. You know what I'm saying? Like that's I, I was taught to I was taught to do other things like wash dishes. I was taught to uh because at the end of the day I'm live, I had to live by myself. I have to know how to do these mm-hmm. things. But I don't and there's a lot of women that I know that have never learned how to cut grass because it was going to be a man thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a manly thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're outside, you're sweating, you're coming in funky. You you know what I'm saying? I think that's manly. You know what I mean? I Not think saying that's that a woman can't definitions do that. of manly. You know, yeah. what we think men should do or what we think women should but, but should is it okay, do. Okay though for a man to have a man responsibility. I think a functional adults there's some people who've never cut grass because they've never had the occasion to cut grass. You haven't lived in a home where that's something that you need to do. Well, take, let's take it away from that. If you don't think it's responsibilities, if you're living in a household, you have a son, you have a daughter, you don't think there's going to be responsibilities that you should say, hey, son, go take that trash out. It's nine o'clock at night. You know the trash is coming tonight or you're going to tell your daughter to do that. 
whoever is closest. Turns, right. Ah, it's your because turn. Because that's like. The, I, I think it's okay to have those though. As like, a, it's not wrong to have like, those. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm saying for me, it's we're probably going to take turns. For somebody else, the way that you choose to run your household, like that's cool. Like so whatever you think, you works You don't think a man you. should protect either then, huh? It's whoever, whoever can protect the best. Listen, if I'm bigger than you, like that's I'm probably going to have an issue with that on a whole other thing. But that's me and my personal preferences. But listen, if you can't shoot a gun and we need somebody to shoot a gun and I'm a sharpshooter, I'm shooting the gun. Well, let's just say protect and just like, you know, in, 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 in any other, anyway, a man should take the charge and just be the protector of however, it, even if it's voiceful, not even just like shooting a gun. You don't mm-hmm. think that a man should do that? I think I think many men will. I think most men will. I don't think that you don't. I don't. I don't think that if that's not what you're looking for, that you have to. For me, for my partner, for my husband, I'm looking for provider, protector, priest. Yes, but that's me and my choices. That's what society is asking you to do. Why do you want to have that? Well, for me, that's that's a biblical thing. For me, that's a whole scriptural. But again, that's a whole other. That's a whole other discussion. But if that's not what somebody wants, Marha don't want that. She wants to. It's it's not a matter of what I don't want as much as what i my chief concerns in a a partner in a man is you know are you emotionally stable what kind of husband are you going to be what type of father are you going to be are you going to be caring kind can i talk to you about the difficult things in life will our children yeah i I mean that's a whole but that's an important that's an important thing you know being emotionally available is i think an undervalued aspect of a partnership it's not so much your service to me because there's plenty of things I can do for myself well, physically. No, no. I, mean, no, I agree but, with you. I get where you're coming from. So that's that. why I'm saying as for a man to to do specific acts yeah, we, of we're not, service. I'm not talking about the emotional aspect because that's a whole different conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm, that's why I'm saying. I'm talking about like, you know, the, the responsibilities of man and woman. Not, and, and we can go into emotional. That's totally different. I'm talking right, about right. just like the manual aspect. And that's it. what I'm saying. Like those that that there is a more i guess important conversation for me as opposed to what he should do as a man in the household my mom is really great at fixing things so if something's gonna get fixed she's gonna fix it or she would kill the spiders like growing up in my household that was what my mom did my stepfather wasn't right that kind of guy we're saying is we're, we're not worried about the the stuff the around the house stuff like that for us is not focused so you know whatever you want to do if you if you feel like you're not the man if you don't cut the grass babe cut that grass cut it into the agonals I think right and now you guys are saying cool. that but i think once you got into like you've been you've been appealed to that man like once you get that appeal from the man of the the emotionally available you start getting you know you get all the emotional aspect of it I think when it comes down to the physical aspect of it, I think you're going to have expectations. I think it's just because this is honestly thing you said, you said something great. You said I'm basing it off biblically and I'm basing it off a majority of our, the majority of the things that like come along with society and what we expect in society, the way of our thinking is basically a majority of us coming from Mm -hmm. the biblical aspect. Mm -hmm. That's where it's coming from. That's why you get a man should be the head, you know, the head of the house. That's why you, like you said earlier, a woman that's precious, you know, you protect that, you know, and those kind of things come along to where I think that's where we get a lot of our, our, um, expectations from, you know, when it comes to the Bible, that's, I mean, from the Bible, you know, so I don't know. We'll see when y'all 
you, you ain't gonna be want to get out there, cut the grass, kill the spiders. As long as he's here to have a conversation. with I you. mean, I'm I don't kill spiders because <laughs> I'm afraid of them. But I mean, so if you get a man, that's a, you're gonna be like this nigga won't even kill spiders. I will call my sister to kill a spider for me. <laughs> All right, let's go. To the that's not the man for you. <laughs> if he can't kill a spider, if he can't, if, she ain't gonna know that until <laughs> somebody in the home needs to be able to kill the spider. Somebody. All right, so get a maid. Uh, having a messy home, you know, I guess that's a double standard. Here's another one: uh, being overweight. That's yeah. a double standard. I think, you know, you see Rick Ross. He could take his shirt off. But you see Adele and they like, dang, she too big. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think that's most definitely. Uh, yeah, for sure. And uh, and the the overweight, maybe not as healthy, not as fit guys still expect their women to look like Naomi Campbell or, you know, Nia Long or whomever. Yeah, yeah. Big guy, want her to be in fit, like. Damn, bro. Mm-hmm. It's always the waiter. It's always entertaining seeing some guy on like Twitter talking trash about a woman. Oh, she she's chunky. She got too big, and you enlarge his avi, and you're like, hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you could benefit from <laughs> Kanye's workout plan yourself. That's funny. <laughs> um, number four, being blunt or or assertive. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you'll get called especially a bitch real women. fast especially as a woman, especially black, black women. women. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Um. Yeah, because you guys can't be passionate. It's like she angry black. We're woman. angry black woman. Angry black. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I just sassy. Have, I have embraced it. Uh, if I have to be an angry black woman for you to understand that I'm serious about this thing, then I will have to be an angry black woman. But you know, I don't think it's fair to call me angry when I'm not even exhibiting 25 percent of the passion that somebody else gets to exhibit about whatever cause they're upset or invested in but because my skin is brown and my hair is kinky then i'm mad or i'm angry and i'm like uh no i'm but i'm serious okay i'm sure my favorite is being told by a man to calm down if y'all shake your head it's over calm down yeah Mm -hmm. when a man says calm down and i'm having a rational conversation i was calm now i want to jump over this damn table at you (laughs) Yeah, I because think that's a pet peeve for a lot of people, I, even guys. Calm don't, down, calm. Like I'm calm. I'm calm. Relax. Calm down. Yeah, relax. relax. It's relax. not that serious. Please don't try to manage my feelings. I'm on yeah, top I think of that. That's, a, that's like a. That's almost kind of like I want to push a button, like in a in an argument or in a, or in a conversation. I want to push your buttons. I'm losing, so you know what I'm going to say. Hey, man, just relax. Just relax. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's like I'm losing, so I need to figure something out. Basically, to... just set off an atomic bomb. <laughs> yeah. That's really what you just did. That's funny. All right. Oh, we talked about this. Well, kind of, not really, but number five, not having children. Yes. Oh, yes. Definitely. From all quarters. Women are expected to want to be mothers from the time they're little girls, which is why you know, cabbage patch dolls. And we think it's really cute to see little girls pushing strollers down the street. You're supposed to want to be a mom. If a guy wants to live the bachelor life, it's cool. But, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're 30, you're 35, you're 40. You never had kids. You didn't. What's wrong with you? Yes, or did nobody you? nobody wanted to have, you know, no one wanted to settle down with you. Are you one of those independent women. You just couldn't get a man. So now you just don't have kids. Right. And that's and it's so much judgment because it starts with I mean, I've had people ask me, well, what's wrong with you? Really? Like, so being like my choice is to have children when I'm married. So I'm not married. So I don't have kids. So that means there's something wrong with me. So then, oh, well, that's different, though. That's different. I'm talking about the woman who says I don't want kids at all. You want kids eventually. Maybe. But I'm just saying it, you're open to it. There's some women like, heck no. And I have friends like that, too. And, and they, I you think know, it's great like, that they can identify that. Yes. Rather than have a child and be 
either neglectful or angry and unpleasant or, you know, mean and cruel to the child because you didn't want the child to begin with. But there's so much judgment that women get by either not choosing to have children. And why is that? Not being able to have children. Um, there's so much stigma attached to that because we're expected to be this. I mean, what movie was that? The Consummate Mother Whore. What was that? Love Jones, where we're supposed to be this, you know, mothering figure and also be able to, you know, light our man on fire in the bedroom and do all of these acrobatic tricks and while be still coming to the marriage as a virgin because you're supposed to be able to be a virgin. But why, though? That can do tricks because that's what Let's we've rever- been socialized to believe from and what, think. Though? From what? I, you Biblically, tell me. It's, it's the Bible, right? I didn't read Mother Whore in the Bible, but no, I'm let talking, me know what chapter. On, you know let I'm me know what about. chapter. I'm talking about being a virgin. Mother, being childbearing, have, carrying kid, you know, creating, and that's from the Bible, right? Yes, that part, but not the not the other portion. Well, I think that's where the judgment comes from. I think a lot of things that we're talking about now, especially like some things like this, it goes from the judgment of because I think you know when you look at Christianity, that's where we get a lot of that judgment. You know, look, they talked about whores in the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't a man whore. You know what I'm saying? Right. He had 700 wives. Right, and six concubines on yeah, the side. Yeah, yeah, You know what I'm saying? Who so, has the time or the stamina for that? <laughs> no, I wonder about that. I don't know. Because they, they didn't know, have Gatorade well, back then. That's in the why body. they lived to like 873. <laughs> Another thing on that line, how do you live to 800? <laughs> Numbers were totally yeah. different back then. Methuselah but, and the homies. <laughs> yeah, so I think a lot of our, our judgment and our stereotyping comes from, you know, um, you know, Christianity, the Bible, and what we... The way we were raised in that sense, you know, and I think that's where it comes from, you know. So do you think we have, you know, getting to the end of it, you know, we're getting close to our hour. But do you think we have like different stereotypes as culturally as far as uh, us as blacks versus like another culture? Let's just say the white culture. Do you think we have different stereotypes or different type of judgment amongst each other versus like what, you know, another culture may have? When still talking about men versus women, or just period, just period. Yeah, let's go to the double standard. Let's just talk about the like double standard of cultures. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh my like, gosh! I mean, we could we could have a whole other hour, two hours on that. You know, like another Twitter topic, and this is what I do when I should be working. <laughs> um, is hip hop music is it, it encourages violence, and those rappers, they're thugs. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that the Columbine shooters were not bumping gangster rap. They were mm. probably hardcore heavy metal fans, but we don't ever talk about, uh, you know, young whites and their musical choices and how it's uh, indicative of some sort of deeper cultural issue, you oh. know. Okay. Yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, people of color, just in general, brown people, not even just black people, but brown people, you know, we're thought to be more highly sexualized and more violent and more aggressive and angrier. And I'm like, well, you know what, if you lived in a country that was constantly trying to, you know, diminish your rights and trying to kill you and destroy you and, you know, you might be a little bit angry too. Right. Like, do you think that, do you think a lot of the stereotypes are based off like statistics? Most people don't understand statistics. So no. Well, let me actually, let me give you, let me give you a stat maybe. Okay. We, we, we reference Columbine, right? But let's reference like a, um, a boy, a, a kid out here who's highly influenced by hip hop dress, um, th- just the look and he's portraying to be a hardcore hip hop artist 
regardless if it's let's just say let's just put it in crime reference let's say mm-hmm. selling drugs right do you think there's more of the statistically do you think or number wise do you think there's more kids that do that or more columbines I think that that's an unfair correlation. I think when you start talking about numbers, you know, and, and both we're related to music too. Right. But what I'm saying is, you know, that is something that people will try to use to determine like, Oh, this music influenced X, Y, and Z, but they really haven't looked at the socioeconomic factors that contributed to that. So the young man in Columbine or the young people that could potentially perpetrate Columbine might be people that grew up in well-to-do homes in Mm -hmm. high financially affluent areas where the median level of education is a graduate degree, as opposed to where the children that are listening to the hip hop music may or may not, I'm not stereotyping, but may be someone that grew up in an area where the median income, is 13000 per year and probably 75% of the people they know are on public income and they don't have access to health care and transportation and jobs and things like that. And so we might say, oh, it's the music. No, that's just the soundtrack of their life. But the reality is it's all of these other pressures and all these other outside things that are really determining so you don't think, you don't think their trajectory. That, though? The music is what... I think I'll- it influences. I mean, okay, let me put it in me. Okay, let me put it to me. Um, music gives me emotion. It gives me a type, and I love hip-hop. Now, I'm responsible enough to understand when I'm listening to Young Jeezy, I just love the beat. I love the music, and I listen to what he says. Mm -hmm. And he has a line. He says, he says, I make a humble nigga think about gunplay. And, like, you listen to his music, and it really, like, psychologically, you think, like, if something ever happened to me, like, it, I'm, a, I'm a mature adult like I think like yeah you know I'm strapped up like thinking that not knowing that I'm not probably I'm not gonna shoot nobody but the emotion that I get from that music it makes me feel that way sometimes or regardless if I'm working out and I got 225 on or whatever I'm gonna lift I'm gonna hold on one second I gotta find my song it gives me that mental that mindset to be like I'm gonna kill this weights mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now, to flip it, and that's me coming from I'm educated, mm-hmm. I'm mature, sure. I have, you know, give that same emotion to, like you said, the social background where they come from, and they don't understand that's art. I think as humans, you know we have saying? a tendency like, to say that we see, we see thing A, right. and then we saw thing B come after. So thing A definitely caused thing B. Right. And that's not how it works. But sometimes my, it may, though. My brother, if he was listening to Jeezy and listening to gangster rap, he could feel like a gangster all he wants. He still grew up in the suburbs, and I don't think the boy could find a gun because that's not where we came from. He's listening to the music. He may get into the mood. He may hear the beat and the bass and think, wow, you know, this is, yeah, yeah. This is something. But because we're he talking, has other people in his life to tell him that his, this is not reality. background is, it's not necessarily that it's, it's not his reality. But there are some people... That's like an escape from their reality or they're listening to the radio and somebody understands their struggles. They were already there. They're already in that environment that birthed that music. I agree with you. Like, it's like saying that listening to NWA, like we, everybody watched the movie. Or I assume people watched the movie. They weren't just rapping about gang violence and police brutality because it was cool. They, that was their lived right. environment. And whether but, they but, had rapped about it or not, it was still it was still happening. Okay, but I'm I'm gonna flip it on you here. And we get this is a whole nother, but let's keep going. We keep going. It's all good. Okay, I'm gonna flip it on you. Because for you to sit here and say that your brother who lives, let's just say take away from your brother, because I don't I don't know your brother. Let's take it to a kid that lives in Fishers, right? Mm-hmm. He's listening to hip hop is such a big influence because I, 
I make hip hop responsible for a lot. Although I don't make it the responsibility of everything, but it's a large influence on our black kids today, regardless if we want to admit it or not, regardless if you live in Fishers, regardless if you live in the hood, wherever the hood is in America. So if you take a kid that lives in Fishers and he listens to whoever, his thought process of like, let's take it away. Let's put it in entertainment. Also, he sees LeBron. Or he listens to a hip hop song that's like, I got this many millions and I have this. And, you know, that's what a lot of hip hop artists talk about, how much money they have. So mentally, his motivation is going to be, I'm going to be that hip hop artist. Because we put it on crime. I'll take it from crime. Let's put it into finances. Him not understanding of the hard work this guy had to go to or he's lying in his music. Mentally, he's thinking, I'm going to get these millions like rapper Jojo, whoever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's a reality that we're not accepting, especially us as a culture, that we have to give that hip hop some responsibility in that. Because these artists are going out and they're looking like glitz and glamour. And these young kids, they're thinking that's reality. And most of these guys are broke. So that's where your parents come in. That's easy to say. Well, and I also think it comes down to to what people think that they can do so a kid might think like i gotta be a rapper or i gotta be a football player because that's the only way i'm getting out of the hood right i got these four blocks the only way i can get out is either music or sports that's what a lot of kids in in the hood or hood adjacent or what they think a kid in fishers but how far but how far removed but how far removed is he from that same mindset you know what i'm saying so he's right there because guess what we say Stick to your dreams. You can be whatever you want to be. Right. But what I'm saying is what other examples, and that happens a lot. What other examples does he see of people that look like him, whether he's in Fishers or Hallville or wherever? What other examples of people, if it's a young black man, his mom does dad, he see of people that look like him that are making the money that those people are making that are doing the things that he thinks he wants to do to be successful? So he, where is his where is his Bill Gates? Where is his. Problem. But here's the problem. The kid who. Lives in Fishers, middle class, upper middle class family, right? Mom and dad going to work, busting their ass, right? They can't compare to your biggest hip hop artist who's bragging about having the women, having the cars, having all the money. I don't care. Be what you want to be. You know what I'm going to be? I want to be that. But that, I think we're agreeing. I think we're just saying oh, it okay, from okay, different. Okay. I think we're saying it from different sides of the same coin because gotcha, that's what we're gotcha. saying. Because maybe mom and dad do live in Fishers, but where do mom and dad's mom and dad live? Where do grandma and grandpa live? Where do Mimi and Pop Pop come from? Can't compare to Drake. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? yeah. As opposed to these families that have these generations of wealth, generations of being middle class. You know, where it's not a thing where we just got here and we're trying to still hold on. We're still trying to show off for the Joneses. You know, that that's not us. You know, these are these are people that, oh, we're descended from the Vanderbilts. We're descended from the Astors. We're descended from the Rockefellers. We got this. So I'm not looking for somebody else to show me well, how to get that. Right. But yeah. I'm but I'm with you on that because okay. I'm not looking for somebody to show me how to show wealth or get wealth or display wealth or have these ostentations ex- exhibits of wealth, yeah. which is what, you know, we see a lot of. Okay. This I, has I, already been done. Gotcha. I guess for me, it's still like you said, it's easy to say parents. But like I remember growing up, there was a family that had like a lot of fancy stuff that we didn't have. And my mom, she took every opportunity I think that she could to tell me, you know, there's what you see on the street isn't necessarily reality. You see them with these nice cars, but there's a, a thing called credit. And they are probably purchasing these things, not with real money in bank accounts, right. but with what money is being loaned to them through banks. So while we may not have all the big 
fancy cars and you know the the latest Jordans and all the the, the video games. Right. We're also not in debt up to our ears, and I think that's something that was impressed upon me. Right, so right. while I understood that, yeah, the Spice Girls may have had a lot of you know money or glitz and glamour. See, I think it's harder. I think it's harder to compare when we're old, especially when we're. 30 almost 30 whatever it is i think the times are totally different i think social media internet that right there is studies so, so much harder it's so much it's so much it's hard to compare you know because i mean social media is so big now to where people can see you can throw a filter on this person and they look beautiful today you see them in person you're like what the hell <laughs> That's the reality of social media today. You know I what think I'm we're so, underestimating, you know, the power of a good foundation. Oh, no, 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 no. Strong, I totally agree. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I, and I mean, all the, like, all the glitters isn't gold. And yeah, kids, I mean, kids see a big piece of candy at the store and they want to eat the whole thing. You know, that's, that's just the nature yeah. of, of childhood. Um, but I think teens, if you talk to them about what's real and what's not, yeah. we can definitely help guide them and say, yeah, you know, Rick Ross was a correctional officer before he became Rick Ross. He was not, you know, whipping work. He didn't have that weight. You know, this is just something that he's putting on. This is a show. So he got a made back now. Right. <laughs> right. And that's what they, and it looks so easy. It looks so microwave. And we know as adults, like Puffy had to clean bathrooms or whatever his story may be. I don't know. But the kids don't hear that. They see what they see on Instagram when they're clicking through Instagram right now. But anyway. Oh, we got to come back because this is a, we went totally somewhere else with this. We did. <laughs> I mean, like I said in the beginning, it's probably going to happen. So I thank you guys for coming. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Having us. come back? Yeah, I'd come back. I need women on the, I need women because I have the guys all the time and. We want to come on with the guys. Oh, now that would be, yeah, that would be quite a, quite a show. A lot of arguments going on. A lot of over talking each other. As long as nobody (laughs) tells me to calm down. Right. Somebody's going to say, just relax. Just relax. You know what I caught about Amber? She, she tries to stay neutral a lot. I, I, I'm noticing that. Yeah. You gotta, if you want to. That's me in real life. Okay. All right. All right. I thank you guys for coming on. Um, Everybody, please, who's listening, thank you guys for listening. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Once again, check me out on SoundCloud, Stakes is High Podcast. And you can find me on iTunes for the Apple users. I am there, Stakes is High Podcast. Make sure you put the podcast. Like it, subscribe, do all that. Let us know how you, what you thought about the show. You can leave uh, comments on SoundCloud. Um, get these ladies back. I hope you guys enjoyed. All right, peace.